go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. If Mario and Luigi were to do a podcast, it might sound something like this. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 643. Did I nail that? Did I get that right? I think I got that right. Uh, uh, I couldn't tell you the number. Um, I will get back to you on hang- that. Say I got it right and just roll with it. We got a show for you tonight. Um, we're gonna talk. Well, there was some it. big news. I, I got it. Get the thumbs up. Did I get it, guys? Look at go. Um, I'm I'm up because there was a new trailer for my I think at this point like my favorite series of video games. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet got a new trailer tonight. I'm gonna talk about that. I think I'm the only one here who's seen it including the ghost of Steve, who is haunting the studio tonight. So um, I'm going to tell everybody what was in that trailer, and then we can kind of, you know, discuss based on my personal opinions. But before all that, I would like to introduce my lovely co-host, starting with the one who gave me the wonderful thumbs up and is currently sitting in the rain of Hyrule Fields. Justin, how you doing tonight, and where can the people find you after you dry off? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin, where I have muted... Um, any tweets that talk about Obi-Wan, Kenobi, or Star Wars, because I am only one episode into the series and do not want any more spoilers than I've already gotten. Um, How many episodes are there at present? There Three. are two. Third one, I believe, is supposed to come out tomorrow today. or today? today. Okay, so there are three then. I was going to um, say, you're halfway done, but. Oh, yeah, wow. so. So I gotta I gotta catch up on that. Uh, the only the only thing that I that I will confirm to anybody spoiler free is that there has been no deep fake characters yet. Oh, um, okay. Like like where they do like uh, like, like yeah, where they furious or whatever. Yeah, where yeah, they okay. where they put thirty year old Mark Hamill's face on some other actor and, and see that yeah. one wasn't as bad as Tarkin to me. Tarkin they they fe- seem to have gotten it right but, by Mark. But Hamill, Tarkin but. was only like a minor character, whereas for no, some reason I felt words. the need to focus an entire <laughs> episode on on weird CGI Luke. Um... There. Anywho, um, so Twitter at Infendo Justin um, and uh, my website thedisneyparkbench.com where I have finally finished reviewing all nine episodes of the Star Wars Skywalker Saga as well as well, one or two other Star Wars movies, so go check that out. Um, I have more content to come in the next week or so, so... Nice. Uh, well, Eugene, how you doing? And where can the people find you? I'm doing good. Um, thank you for asking, Lucas. The people can find me, you know, in Fender.com, things like that. Actually, lately I've been going out places uh, to use my Flipper Zero, hacking the planet. Look, see, look, I'm doing it right now. Um, uh, it's it's cool. watch your dog um, style. <laughs> it's a uh, I've found that um, I have to be careful, though, because you can actually, well, with the firmware that I have, uh, find people's, like, pacemakers, and that's not good. So, um, yeah. You mean going to actual murder? That's going to earn you some (laughs) negative karma points. Yeah, definitely. Don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. 
Um, but if you go to Chili's, you can hack into their uh, like the, the, the phone tag system. Anyways, um, I'm doing good. Um, how you guys doing, Lucas? How are you doing? I want to hear all about that. <laughs> As Eugene doing... pleads the fifth. God, I'm doing pretty good, guys. I don't have that much in the way of updates. I've been real lazy lately. I have not updated my YouTube channel. But if you want to check out some of my old content, you can search Lucas Peace. I'm the first one that comes up now. I beat that 10-year-old child who's also named Lucas Peace who was ahead of me for years. I've finally taken him down. I've made it, gentlemen. I've made it in the world. Um, Yeah, I've got some stuff on there. I've actually got a video series for a game called Inscription, which is a really cool game that I had suggested to a couple of friends. Yeah, it's cool. You should check my video out and watch it that way rather than experiencing it for yourself. Um, <laughs> it's cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into that. And I want to finally get this Dark Souls playthrough uploaded that I've been putting off. So maybe oh. a little bit of that tonight after the show. Yeah. I, uh, see. See what happens. Night's young. Um, anyway, though, we've been we've been talking. we got a show for you tonight. And like I said, it's a big one for me and pretty much just me because there was a Pokemon trailer today. It is the first real, I would say, trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We had, like, the teaser. It showed a little bit of gameplay. It showed off the starters and everything. But tonight we got to see kind of what the game is actually going to look and feel like. And what it looks and feels like is Pokemon Legends Arceus with a little bit of Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I'm excited. I know Steve will be excited because we talked about this like two days ago and we were like, I hope that's what the game is. But um, there were a few big things that they showed off in the trailer. First off, the professor that you meet in this game is going to be different depending on which version of the game you get. They showed off a town with like a pedestal and on the um, Scarlet (coughs) version, there's like an orange and on the Violet version, there's like a thing of grapes on the pedestal. I don't know if that's indicative of like the professor's lab, but then they cut to the two professors. In Scarlet, you get a female professor. Kind of reminds me of um, kind of what Sonya looked like from Sword and Shield, that uh, the, the orange-haired kind of professor daughter I lady. I say Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. And then, yeah, yeah, a little bit Sonya Blade. You never know how the, how the game's going to work out. Um, the Violet Professor is already an internet meme because you guys know like the Giga Chad meme and what that looks like, the the, the super muscular dude with like the Giga shaved Chad. head and the, the hair and stuff. Yeah, well, anyway, he looks like that, and uh, the whole internet is simultaneously like obsessed with him. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a thing. But he's the cooler of the two, in my opinion. I really like the way he looks. So... Um, I am tilting more toward Violet for a couple of reasons. That is one of them. The other version difference they showed off are the legendary Pokemon of this game, who are both kind of like bipedal dragon monsters that almost look kind of like, I want to say Chinese kind of looking. Like, they're not like, you know, your traditional, like, they they look different. They look strange. Um, They're both kind of technology-based. Scarlet's is kind of like a, a gear drive kind of thing, and he's more classical. Violet is a straight-up, like, mechanical robo-dragon with, like, C-drives for body parts and stuff. Like, (laughs) weird, weird weird-looking thing. But Violet looks real good. So I think I have firmly shifted from Scarlet to Violet in one trailer. Um, 
those are version differences. So. Because uh, yeah, check I guess it it's going to definitely uh, make my decision one way or the other. It's, it's a good trailer. But the really interesting thing, in my opinion, the most interesting thing, and they could still mess this up, so bear with me here, but what it looked like from the trailer is um, there's a character that's talking to you out in the fields, in the open fields you can explore. And he says, um, did you know up to four players can connect and um, go out into the world and explore together? And then they cut to four trainers with their Pokemon following them, meeting up in the middle of a field and running off in different directions, exploring the world. What it looked like is that you can essentially play like Pokemon Legends Arceus, with other players online at the same time, which cool. looks really, really fun. So I really hope that's what it is and it's not limited to like some little mini game or something because it looks really cool and I yeah, really hope that's like what the, it is. The raids or whatever they were called in. Um, it was very limiting, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but there was at least that in uh, Freak. What yeah. was the, what the last game called? Um, before... uh, Sword I... and Shield? Thank you, Sword and Shield. Yeah, they had those. I'm happy they're going they back to color names. Yeah, yeah. What, what were the raids called? They weren't called raids. They were called Gigantamax like, Raid. Oh, God, what were they called? God, I can't <laughs> even remember now. Max Raid Dens or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was but those were like fun. That. I, I actually yeah. did a couple with you guys even, you know? Yeah. So, like, it, was, it yeah. was it was cool to do those. But And that seems like the one missing piece that Arceus was missing. So I'm glad that, you know, mm -hmm. that's coming back, actually. Yeah, I will say that those lose their luster after you've done like 230 in a row to get a shiny Faramosa, but I agree with the sentiment. It's uh, it, it's fun if you're not insane. Um, the other thing that they showed off, which was very minor but important for Pokemon fans, are some of the new Pokemon. We got to see three new Pokemon. Um, one of them is, I believe, if I remember, is oh yeah, I remember it. One of them is a pink, and his name is a pig. And his name is Lechonk, which the internet is also going nuts over because, Le you know, chunk. internet culture. Chonk means chunky, chunky boy. So people are already joking. They hope he evolves into Lethic, which I also hope he does. Um, <laughs> there was a little, like, Pikachu cat dog thing. Like, it, it looked like a Kirby enemy, but it had, like, cheek pouches. So I'm thinking it might be this generation's Pikachu. They showed that off. And then my favorite is this little grass boy that's just like a bulb with flowers and a dumb little like squiggly line face with, with like white eyes. He's amazing. I love him. So approximately what is this game going to bring the new Pokemon count to? Like um, Well, the, the new Pokemon counts already at what, like 905? So we're teetering we dangerously close to it. We hit a thousand? We probably won't hit a thousand this generation unless it pulls like a. Um... So the last game that really did it big was um, Black and White, where it was like all new Pokemon, no old Pokemon, and they've already shown off a bunch of old Pokemon. So going with tradition, we'll probably get like sixty Pokemon this generation, if I had to guess. Sure. So, I wonder if they'll yeah. make a big deal once they get to the th whatever Pokemon number a thousand is in the national. Maybe like That's save it for a legendary or something. I could see it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's getting it's getting overwhelming for sure. Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be a thank God. But um, yeah, no, it, it's looking good. The thing that gave me a lot of optimism is like we were talking the other night, Steve and I. Weird, we were talking about this right before they announced the the new trailer, 
And Steve was like, what do you think the new gimmick is going to be? And I was like, I kind of hope there isn't one this time. Like Mega Evolution and Z-Moves and Gigantamax. Just like do the basics and do it really well. And they haven't shown anything yet. So that doesn't mean there's not going to be a gimmick. But they don't seem to be leading with it. So maybe we won't get one this time. Or maybe it won't be what, such a big deal. Because what gets me Pokemon, is that you know? What gets me is that they introduced... They introduce these gimmicks, but the gimmicks never carry over. So why is it these Pokemon can mega evolve in this region, mm-hmm. but but they Gigantamax in another one, or maybe they don't? I don't like like. There's nerdy. There's people. nerdy explanations. There's there's nerdy explanations for that, but we won't get into that because it's really just a it's a shoehorned excuse, to, you know, <laughs> to to give the game some context. Um, but but no, Mega Evolution was really cool and incredibly broken when it came out. Yeah. When Mega Evolution was a thing, you were limited to a team of, po- like, a stable of Pokemon that included, like, 40 Pokemon, right? Like, you had to have a Scissor, a Lucario, a Gardevoir. You had to have one of those good Pokemon on your team, or it was wasted potential. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what Gigantamax did right. Because, and, and again, this is another thing that Steve was talking about. But um, Gigantamax and Dynamax was more like just kind of a cosmetic effect where you got a little more HP and any Pokemon could do it. So it felt yeah. a little more natural, but I'm kind of ready to just ditch the gimmicks and play Pokemon, you know? Like, I don't I don't need I, to be a giant Pikachu or, you know, that I agree, but I'm, I'm with you in that at least the Mega Evolutions gave you something unique to, to look yeah, at, yeah. you know? But yeah. but yeah. I can understand why it was a lot easier to, you know, let's make every Pokemon get super big and look exactly the same mm-hmm. rather than let's create mm-hmm. a an additional form for, you know, 900 billion yeah. characters. They, they did know? have a few yeah. of them, right, that were a yeah. little bit unique. But that like, was, that was, was like Gigantamax stuff. versus Dynamax. They had, like, unique oh, forms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but really, the only difference was one of their moves turned into, like, a signature elemental move. So, like, instead of Charizard dealing the generic fire attack, he would do, like, a firestorm that lasted for five turns, like that kind of thing. So right. it still felt pretty fair, pretty, you know, non, you know, non-cheesy i guess in the long run but yeah i don't know i kind of pitched the idea of why not just make them like cosmetics like you know mega charizard isn't any stronger than charizard but he just looks different you know if you mm-hmm. really want to keep those models around in some form and, and have them feel you know like something just okay you can have a mega charizard but he's not gonna have any advantages in battle kind of thing you know yeah. yeah oh i will say cool. too for anybody curious um they showed off a trainer battle in the trailer very briefly, but trainer battles seem to be back, which is something that was missing in Arceus. So people can stop you with a little exclamation mm-hmm. point and battle you. The the um, battle engine looks very Arceus. I don't know if that'll translate to the simplified battles. I kind of hope not, because I think the meta community is going to be up in arms if a main series Pokemon game can't be played like competitively. Mm-hmm. But um, you can at least like run around the field and issue commands and stuff. So that That's all cool. looks to be... It looks like it's really kind of merging the two ideas, right? Like, Legends Arceus is going to be, like, the beta version of this game, and Sword and Shield is going to carry over some elements, too. So, so far, I'm really excited, but we'll see, you know, as we continue onward how this goes. But color me hype. I was I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw today. The connectivity is, thing is huge. What is your guys', like, pie-in-the-sky thing that you want to see from this game? I mean, it I sounds... Mine. <laughs> 
I mean, it sounds like like Lucas already said it. It's it's Arceus with you know sword and yeah. shield traditional Pokemon elements. Like, yeah, I I've I mean, it's been decades since I really like got sucked into a Pokemon game and made any significant mm-hmm. progress in it. But I will say that gameplay wise i still love pokemon legends uh and that's a game that i'll probably return to more frequently than any other and sword and shield is probably the most mileage i've gotten out of a traditional quote-unquote traditional uh pokemon game in a long time probably since platinum slash heart gold era so uh, i don't see myself getting getting scarlet slash violet because i'm just i have three three or four pokemon games on my switch already that i haven't beaten but um i have a feeling if it is what lucas is suspecting it will be i will get suckered into buying it anyway lucas is lucas is Lucas's. I my my I have a pie in the sky thing. I've wanted this for a while, and it's never gonna happen. But like, I kind of want like an Animal Crossing-y type thing in my Pokemon. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I want yeah. there to be all of the Pokemon that I in the games in some way or another. But the way you yeah. get like the old style Pokemon game is like you go into I don't know like a casino or something and you pick up like a Game Boy and then you start playing like the actual Game Boy game. Like maybe it's just like the Safari Zone with the Game Boy graphics. And then oh, you catch like cool. those type of things. And then you would do the same thing for like you know that's Emerald so and Black cool. and White and stuff. That'll never happen, but that's what I that'd be really cool. I that is such a fun idea. I love that, dude. Um, I mean if we want to get really far fetched about it, I'd love the Pokemon MMO that, that we'll never get. I'd yeah. rather get surfetched, but <laughs> Thank Damn. you. Um I have two that out. Yes, he's a Pokemon. <laughs> Um, and one of them is fun and one of them is boring, but it's what I've been wanting for like 10 games now and it just doesn't happen. Um, my boring one is I hope they finally do a good end game with like a Coliseum and I can battle my Pokemon like in high level. I love Pokemon battles so much. What I don't love is playing online with other people because people who play online aren't fun. They use crappy (laughs) teams made up of legendaries and it sucks. I just want to play against really hard computers with a team that's really good and challenge myself. And it's all I've wanted. And as soon as I started playing Pokemon competitively, they stopped doing Battle Coliseum, Frontier, whatevers. I just want one of those. Like, just make a really solid endgame to keep me really busy. That's all I want. I would put thousands of hours into that Pokemon. Um, My silly one that I've been talking about with Steve, and this would break the whole point of, like, shiny Pokemon and stuff, but I want to be able to, like, dye your Pokemon. Like, remember Neopets? Remember how you could, like, paint your Neopets different patterns and stuff? I want to have, like, a Pikachu with blue cheeks and a red Gardevoir and an orange Mr. Mime. And, like, I want to be able to do that. I'll tell you how you do that. You, you, you introduce, maybe you don't let you actually get to paint it, but you, maybe stickers. You introduce stickers and you can put yeah, like stickers on see your that. Pokemon. We'll see. So, because we don't have enough animal abuse in this game already, tattoos. we're just going to stick things. I don't know. <laughs> well, Pokemon Stadium actually had a mechanic like this. When you named your Pokemon in Pokemon Stadium and you imported them in, 
it would change their color based on like some kind of code based sure. on the, the letters that you chose like just do that even just have it be like random based on names and let us like opt in or out if we really want to but i would love I would that like you know that. i'd yeah, love that'd be cool i really i really like the elements of pokemon that make pokemon feel more like a pet sim with battling than just an rpg with with a decent metagame you know like i i loved like um the the heart gold soul silver stuff where you get to like walk oh and walking around with your pokemon seems to be back so that's really cool but like walk around with your pokemon and oh it's wednesday i can go do a bug catching contest and then i can do the poke olympics and have my pikachu jump the hurdles and like like that's the kind of stuff i really get into is they just need like my pokemon are my pets you know they really just need to release like a pokemon mobile game that has like all of the old mini games from like all of the pokemon or something like that where you can do that kind of stuff That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. You know, I'm I'm real hype. Like like the more I see of this game, the more I think I'm real. Like I I I love every Pokemon game. I don't think there's been a Pokemon game yet that I've been like this really disappointed me. You know, and I wasn't part of that Sword and Shield like hate train that a lot of people jumped on. So mm-hmm. I no doubt I'm gonna enjoy this game. But I hope the rest of the world enjoys it too because I I like things more when everyone likes them. As opposed but to, like, not, when but, I like but, them and everyone else is telling me But not me if they crap. like them too much. Yeah, not if they like them too much. If I hate them, everyone else has to hate them. We're aware of that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, really, like, like, I think there's a lot of fun to be had in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And it bums me out yeah. that a few things, like, like graphical fidelity and whatnot, yeah. like, are, are enough to, you know, like, I, I get Some it. The Pokemon off, aren't yeah. animated enough, but, like gives a crap you know anyway that's that um the other little bit of news that we'll get into before we change the system is uh junichi masuda who you may know from the masuda method which is the method that he revealed about how um breeding a shiny pokemon or breeding a pokemon from a foreign country with a pokemon from your country whatever country that is um will result in better odds of getting a shiny pokemon he's been like a big name at pokemon for a very long time um he was up until i believe today the um uh what was it the managing director of game freak he is now going to be the chief creative fellow at the pokemon company so something of a lateral move i feel um and especially since he's going from one pokemon team to another but um kind of more of a consultation-y role from what we can tell which again i i've said this privately i think is a good thing because I think if Pokemon is lacking one thing, it's like real hardcore innovation and maybe having somebody else kind of take over from like a director's position at Game Freak will give it some of that. But I like his creative direction. I think that the games all like, like you know, are, are fun and interesting and creative. So I'm glad he's staying on in some capacity as kind of an advisor, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's news. Does anybody have any feelings or thoughts on that? He's not exactly a household name. It's not like I said Miyamoto. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I don't really. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was I was gonna say it doesn't really affect me much, really, because you know it is just Pokemon as opposed to like an entire like company like Nintendo. But Pokemon you know, I can is an entire company. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I can see the good and bad in this, kind of like you know what happened when Miyamoto did get you know the title of creative mm-hmm. fellow. Um, you know, he had his hands in more games, but less involved. So, like, you know, if he has that Miyamoto effect, it could be good or bad, because, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, me, it's, I guess it's kind of a wait and see thing for me. For me, I'm not. I you know, I like Pokemon, but I don't know like who. I've heard of the Matsuda method or whatever it's called, but you know, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know it like you do. You know, so like I, it, it's kind of not really a huge news for me. I will say mm-hmm. though that it sounds like it's a, a promotion for this guy. So good on him. Like, well, pr- yeah. it sounds like he deserves it. If he's been there for long yeah. enough, you know. Well, and the vibe I get, I might be wrong. I don't really have any facts to back, to back this up, but I think the Pokemon company is something of a more, I want to say, relaxed gig than Game Freak. Like, I hear a lot about, like, the development over at Game Freak and how it's very, like, we're a small team that's expected to make a AAA product, so we have to work long hours. It's hard. It's frustrating kind of stuff. I suspect the Pokemon company is a little bit more chill because I, I think they're responsible for more of kind of the creative aspects as opposed to the full-on like design so i i don't know i'm kind of just pulling all that out of thin air based on like my own experiences I, from like the news and stuff but like i, I think feel that it like might be a little the bit pokemon company is basically just like a management company like they manage the brand yeah. but they don't i don't like feel like they make anything yeah, well, it's definitely less of a, you know, but but they are like a third of the vehicle that it's a very weird series, isn't it? It's there. It's the only game that I can think of the only game series that's like cooperatively controlled by Game Freak, the Pokemon company and Nintendo. I just know that when people strange. I just know when people criticize like the bad aspects of Pokemon, they never talk about the Pokemon company and they never talk well some talk about Nintendo. But usually those people get corrected and everybody says it's not Nintendo, it's Game Freak. You know, so like I yeah, I don't know. Um it's a it's an odd it's an odd company, I guess. If you know more about this than I do and you want to show me up on Twitter, tweet at us at Infendo and let us know uh Steve. exactly what it is these companies do. Yeah, I'm genuinely a- curious to find out. So as much as I know about weird corporate politics and relationships, the Pokemon Company has always been kind of an opaque uh, example yeah. for me, just because, like you yeah. said, it's kind of three companies, but it's, and no one of them has significantly more control than the other, yeah. and yet the yeah. games seem to come out all together. I don't know, it's weird. That's why it's always really weird when they come out with a game like Harmonite, like Game Freak produces Harmonite, and it's like, this is weird. <laughs> or it's Tembo really the really Badass really Elephant. And it comes out on Xbox? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I have Tembo the Badass Elephant on Xbox, and that's a Game Freak game, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, um, with that Pokemoning out of the way, let's change the system a little bit, and I can talk about... Pokemon, which is a game I've been playing. I'm going to go first this time. I don't do that usually. Um, I've been playing Pokemon, uh, guys, and I owe part of that to Steve because Steve has been playing Pokemon. Um, He has been doing the Legends Arceus stuff that I was kind of talking about last week. Yeah, you know it. Um, but uh, so, so Steve's been going out and collecting a bunch of Pokemon, filling up his, his decks, you know, getting all the different forms for his living decks and all the crazy things that make Steve Steve. That's why we love him. Um, and it kind of got me into the, the whole hunting thing. So I've been doing like shiny hunting and stuff. But then all of a sudden Steve's like, have you heard of the massively mass raids that have gone on? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I've played this game for 120 <laughs> hours. What do you mean? What is a massively massive raid? So apparently, after you beat the game, if you talk to that random lady from the first chapter who has a snor- a Munchlax as a, as a friend, 
um, she'll send you on this series of quests to do these things that open up. You know how sometimes when you go to the map, they'll say there's a Pokemon in this area that's populating in massive form. Well, this is like there's 80 Pokemon that are populating in one area, and you don't know what they are. So you fly around and you find a, oh, look, it's a, it's a Weedle. That's not even in the game, but it's a Weedle. And then over here is a Tauros, who also I don't think is in the game. And you just keep finding all these Pokemon and, and doing a bunch <laughs> of raids back to back to back and stuff. So I did all those side missions, and now I have those unlocked. So those are popping up every now and then, which is cool. But I was talking to Steve, and I was like, Steve, I really want a shiny version of uh, the Rowlet Final Evolution, uh, Decidueye. Because I like the way he looks in this game, and the Hisuian shiny has, like, green feathers, so he looks like the other version and stuff. I think he's cool. So we came up with the idea of breeding one in Sword, and then transferring him over using Pokemon Home, and evolving him in Pokemon Legends Arceus, so he becomes a Hisuian. That's what I'm working on. I'm grinding out more eggs in Pokemon Sword, and it's just as bad as I remembered it being. I am at almost 600 hatches so far. Statistically, my odds were 1 in 512. So, with any luck, it's right around the corner, but sometimes statistics don't work that way, so I could be looking at a well, long Well, exactly, ball because here. every every egg is a 1 in uh -huh. 600 chance, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. So, we'll see. I, I've been feeling lucky, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm already behind average, so, you know, what you gonna do? But yeah, I've been doing that in my free time. Other than that, really, the only other game I've put any time into was Final Fantasy XIV, which I said I was going to. I've been progressing through the story. I earned the ability to go to the other towns in that game, which is really cool. I, just, I like that game. It's just a really fun game. But it's also at the moment a very casual game now i've heard from a friend who i found out plays that it gets very like like monster hunter-ishly like challenging toward the end where you're doing these like huge raid battles with other players and stuff so there's a lot of content out there but the reason i'm so into the game is more just because it feels really good it's like really unique so i'm kind of slow burning it and we'll see if that continues but i did find out that um for the current moment in time um while you are not limited by the server you're in the servers are separated by segments at the moment and in north america there's three different they call them data centers so if anybody out there hears me talk about this game for a few more weeks and says i want in on this game and i want to hook up with lucas when i play it let me know ahead of time so I can make sure that you join the right server so we can play. They are working on crossplay between the different data centers, but they say that's a few months out, which sure. is cool because the game's been out for six years and I just joined. So for me, <laughs> it's not much of a wait. But um, yeah, let me know if you really want to like play this game and see me in it, because I believe you need to join the Aether data center. And there's also like Primal and Crystal in North America. And if you join the wrong one, we can't play together right now. So So hit me up. But um, yeah, no, that's that's Final Fantasy XIV. It's a really cool online game. I like it a lot. I hope to continue playing it for years and years to come. Um, anybody else? What you been playing? What you been up to? Talk to me. Tell me all your secrets. I have been playing almost exclusively Grand Theft Auto games. So, ah. um, so I I was not in the mood for GTA 5 the other night, so I booted up Vice City on the Switch and played that for a little while. 
Um, I did play... I finished The Force Awakens in LEGO Star Wars. I don't know whether I had done that um, the, by the last episode, but I did do that. And uh, I've been doing more video game system setting up and moving around... Uh, than actual playing because I'm trying to get I've got like an office space in my upstairs that I've never really utilized it was supposed to be my office slash gaming room and it just kind of mm -hmm. became a storage room for most of the past five years <laughs> it's and I'm trying it's the to... laundry basket room <laughs> yep God. it was a laundry basket room for a while or you know boxes of stuff that doesn't have a place room <laughs> uh, sure most of which is mine anyway um so I've been trying to clean that out. I got a new desk in there. I got a new uh, monitor mount so I can have my my big monitor and my laptop mounted up there. I've got my little vector robot in there as my little personal assistant. Um, and I've got a 47-inch 3D TV. So I've got a Switch dock in there. I've got an Xbox One in there. I've got a bunch of my older systems in there. And then I keep most of my modern systems down here so i've got an xbox one x for the big screen tv down here and my ps4 down here and my ps3 up there so i've been doing a lot of setting up and just kind of futzing with with setups and seeing what works um so that's been most of my gaming is just setting stuff up but you know i am i am playing through the story of grand theft auto 5 a lot faster than I remembered it taking before, probably because I'm intentionally not getting distracted by side quests and stranger missions and just general mm -hmm. exploration. I want to finish the story and then go do that stuff. So I have a feeling I'm going to finish this game within a, within a reasonable amount of time and then just have the world as my playground. Um, Vice City, I did just... I can't remember which uh, mob boss or whatever it was that you get the big uh, Scarface mansion. I just finished mm -hmm. that mission, so I think that's about the halfway point in Vice City. Um, I'm still in Los Santos in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, so that's... Yeah, <laughs> that's all, like, in your head. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because I ended up playing San Andreas because I had been playing Grand Theft Auto V and it made me want to play, you know, the alternate universe version of, you know, the, of the San Andreas yeah. world. And so I played a little bit of that. But San Andreas, like, Grand Theft Auto Three and Vice City are like dozen to 20 hour long game. games like roughly oh, about okay. 15 hours um san andreas is about as long as grand theft auto 5 is so um that game is going to be a commitment and doing that alongside other open world games is kind of you know it does get busy um sounds yeah. daunting yeah but i mean you know, the great thing about having them on the Switch is, you know, hey, I've got 15 minutes. Let me do a mission, you know, and, you know, I can just turn it on, do a mission, save it, and shut it off. The First of all, they've ironed out pretty much every bug and graphical glitch in the Switch versions. So, like, 
buy them with confidence um especially since they keep going on sale for like 40 bucks i kind of wish i had waited but at the same time i've been playing them steadily since i bought it at full price so i guess it wasn't really a waste of money um but but yeah like like they they look they look fine now like they look they aren't as polished as i hoped they would be but it is running on the switch not on you know modern hardware um i wish that i could use rockstar is not utilizing the social club nearly well enough like it would be awesome if there was just a cloud save library where if i play grand theft auto 5 on my ps3 and then boot it up on my xbox one it'll pick up where i left off and if i'm playing like i could get the grand theft auto trilogy definitive editions on my xbox one and play them in you know beautiful high definition but then go over to my switch and pick up where i left out like come on like this game save transfers and save and sharing like these companies need to need to iron that out and get it working because that's really like everybody has more than one system nowadays um but See, it's funny because the thing that I wanted from the GTA remakes that didn't happen and it would piss a lot of people off because it's almost like a Majora's Mask 3D thing. And I know how I felt about that, but I don't have the same connection to GTA. I was kind of hoping that these games would be kind of built from the ground up in the GTA 5 engine. You know, that was and that they that would, would all have been... feel like GTA. Yeah, feel like GTA like, 5. I don't even care if so they're they not didn't... all like. Yeah. I don't even care if it was like I, I mean I mean I will admit like the games do handle a little smoother like the like the character physics mm-hmm. are still like totally PS2 era stuff. Yeah. The driving physics seems to have been tweaked to be a little more comfortable, but but yeah, like I don't even care if the games look like the PS2 games. If they played like the modern yeah. ones, it would be just a marriage made in heaven. That would have. <laughs> Yeah, that would have that probably would have carried me over the fence because I've never been huge sure. on GTA, but I'll play a GTA, you know, and I'll enjoy it. And five really is the only one that I can still go back and play. Like it's it's kind of become the like the definitive version for me of like what I want these games to feel like. And the other games they're rough to go back to for me. So yeah. I, you know, I mean, there's yeah. definitely a, a lot of nostalgia to replaying them, especially, yeah, you know, yeah. replaying the story and revisiting all the, like, just the map. Going going from Grand Theft Auto 4, which in itself was not a huge map, but going mm-hmm. from Grand Theft Auto 4's version of New York City to Grand Theft Auto 3's version of New York City, or Liberty City, sorry, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like two completely different locations, like, like, yeah their version of Times Square in GTA 3 is just, like, this single intersection tucked away in, like, this way off southeastern, or southwestern corner of the island, nowhere near where it is in the actual New York City. And whereas you go to it in in Grand Theft Auto 4, and it's, like, an exact recreation of Times Square. Um, yeah. You know, it's just so funny how far they've come. Um, but... But yeah, like the having the the physics. Like at one point, I got I was playing Vice City and I drove like full speed into a building because I didn't feel like stopping. 
in mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5, you would see your character rocket through the windshield and, like, smack into yeah. the building. And I was just waiting for that to happen. I'm like, oh, wait, nope, we didn't have that technology back then. Um, <laughs> besides that, for some weird reason, this morning I got... I don't even remember which stage it was, but I, I, I want to say it might have been Bianca Hill's uh, stage music stuck in my head this morning. So that prompted me to pull out my uh, my GameCube controller adapter and, and boot up Super Mario 3D All-Stars and play a little uh, Mario Sunshine this morning. And so I might end up dabbling in that a little bit more tonight because... Um, that is still a gorgeous game. Like those water effects have are still unrivaled, even on most modern games. It's a good game. It's a fun game too. I I still feel like even though it's really like unorthodox, when I go back to it, it's one of my favorite 3D Mario games because it still kind of has that like fun feeling that you get with like Mario 64, but it's not quite as like you know. Like, like, Galaxy feels like a trek for me. I know a lot of people really like Galaxy, but Galaxy feels like a commitment. Mario Sunshine feels like something you play on a weekend, you know? And I, I like that. I like that with Mario. Sure. I think of the 3D Mario games, Mario 64 is still my favorite. Um, well, it's so perfect. It's such sun- a perfect game. But... Sunshine and Odyssey are probably neck and neck um, and mm-hmm. you know, which they'll teeter totter as to which one is my favorite, depending on my mood, because yeah. Odyssey does have that bigger open exploration thing that I absolutely love yeah. about it. But Sunshine does have that, you know, I'm just going to jump in and, and play a level and it's going to be something completely unique. And th- the kind of thing that ended up becoming like the new Super Mario Brothers style where, hey, let's do this one thing for one level and never come back to it, but it's going to be super memorable. I need to replay Odyssey because I, I remember liking it pretty well my first time through, but my opinion, I, I think I played it once more like a year later, but my opinion on it now is that it's kind of the ugly duckling odd one out of the 3d Mario games. And in some ways I don't even consider it like a 3d Mario game as much as like an offshoot in its own thing. And I'd kind of like to, to see how I feel about it years later, kind of knowing what the game is and going into it. Because I did that with Breath of the Wild a couple of times, and it, it did change some perceptions for me. So mm-hmm. I, I'd like to go back and see if I enjoy it as much now as I did my first time through, or if my, my feelings kind of hold true, that it's it's not just doesn't feel like Mario, you know? Because I, I don't know. I, I feel very mixed about that game. My, and it was uh, a cool game. I, I liked Mario uh, Odyssey 2, I think, better than the first one. Just because I... Galaxy, kinda, you mean? Uh, I'm sorry, Galaxy 2. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're talking I was like, about they made Odyssey. An, I, was like, I was like, they made an Odyssey 2? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm forgot. the same way, though. I, I liked I Galaxy Neo. 2 more than Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, really. I, uh, my favorite thing about um, sorry I thought you were talking about Galaxy the whole time here actually so I'm going to go off on a way <laughs> tangent here um, do it, do it. but um, my favorite thing about Galaxy 2 was like kind of just what Justin was saying like they were not yeah. afraid of having just like a one off yeah. you know like I, it was yeah. fun it was yeah it was Galaxy really 2 cool. Galaxy 2 did something for me I'll just I'll never forget I think I've told this story on the show before 
Mario Galaxy was the first and one of the only games where I was really excited for it. And I booted it up and I started playing it and I was like, I'm not feeling anything. Like, like I, I played through the first few levels and I was like, why don't I feel like it was it was a like an emotionless experience. I was like, I don't feel anything positive from this. It wasn't that I hated it. It just felt very mediocre to me. And I know people love that game, but like it didn't do anything for me. And I don't know how to explain that feeling other than I guess just personal preference. Like Which one is this? I've gotten yeah. so lost. Original Galaxy, Mario Galaxy One. I'll be, like when I I'll be honest, the kind of same for me. Wow, the the the, yeah. the the hub world seemed so soulless to me compared to like uh, you know even Princess Peach's Delfino Castle. Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And again, I I like I will I will fight with you tooth and nail about why I feel Breath of the Wild is like a weak Zelda game. But Mario Odyssey, or Galaxy, now I'm doing it. Mario Galaxy, I do not have those <laughs> feelings. I do not think it is a bad Mario game. I just personally don't enjoy it. And I don't know why I don't enjoy it. But I just don't like it as much. And and again, I am fully willing to admit it's a fantastic game. It's just not for me, you know? That's, I me. feel the same way about the Galaxy games. Like, they are really great games. And We're killing Steve right but, now. We're but, killing Steve. <laughs> But yeah, there's just something off about it. Like as yeah, as yeah. as much as like sixty four Sunshine and Odyssey are like just so completely different from what a Mario game is expected to be because it's open exploration style and not yeah. you know platforming challenges. There's just something about Galaxy that just never clicks with me quite right i mean it's a fantastic game and if you put a controller in my hand i will Galaxy 2 was better yeah 100 percent. yeah i i think i don't think you guys are alone in that because i felt the same thing it felt like and even like the reward it's like okay you get luigi and then you have to do all these freaking things and i did and i did because i was a freaking completionist yeah Yeah. me too but yeah no it's almost like it's almost like the Mario 3D games work best on a smaller scale, maybe. And when you introduce these giant levels with tiny little areas that you're hopping from place to place, and I don't know, it just it, it is kind of how I feel about Odyssey. It's like Odyssey was a good game, but I might have liked it more if instead of like six giant worlds, we got like 25 littler worlds. Like I don't know. I gotta go back and play Odyssey again because I genuinely don't know how I feel about that game, and that's a I, place. To well, remember, I that. I think I was the getting a lot of mileage out of you my were the system for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Eugene, you were the one that didn't enjoy Odyssey your first time through. You you were I think you you felt it was very mediocre, right? Like you weren't you didn't hate it, I don't think, but you didn't enjoy it. You just yeah. you, you were like meh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all fantastic games. All right. You, you, you tell me. Yeah, no, again. Here, this is this is the only Mario game you can play for the rest of your life. I won't be disappointed with any of them. But if I had to pick and choose, um, yeah, the Galaxy ones would be near the bottom of the list. Galaxy one, that would be a cruel joke. That would be painful for me. But Galaxy two, I'd I'd take that as my soundtracks are amazing though. Too, like, Oh yeah, no. Again, I still think the soundtrack for Galaxy Two is better than Galaxy One. Fight me, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's a good games, the good games. It's, it's, I don't know why it's not my cup of tea. Anyway, 
You know, it is what it is. How many times can we say the same thing? Uh, did you have anything else, Justin, or should we pass the baton to Eugenathan? Yeah, I was done about ten minutes ago, so <laughs> go ahead. Well, Eugene, tell us all about how you've been playing Galaxy 2, and uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's hear about it. Uh, I, no, I played Odyssey the week before, remember, because I did Amiibos, and then I realized that game sucks, so I oh, put it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there he goes! <laughs> oh, it's fun! It's cathartic, isn't it, though? <laughs> to, to disagree so vehemently with a popular opinion, you come from you see how i feel all the time <laughs> yeah it's it's nice being right you know it's great um yeah, but, uh, that's how i feel <laughs> uh steve's right too galaxy i mean you you can like your galaxy steve it's fine but um for me the game to end all games you guys already know it's elden ring i do want to talk about ring. it i do want to talk about it this week even though i say i don't want to talk about it every week and then i end up talking about it anyways um hmm. so i thought Remember I said I was like, I only have to do this, like, one thing, and then I can go, like, fight the, yeah. like, the final... Well, I've been holding off on doing that last yeah. thing. Yep. I found this, like, entire new area that I warped... That, that I've never been to before. Like, it, it like, warped me there after I um, uh, did a quest type of thing. I got this item that I could use to go to this place, and... God, this game is so big. It is so big. Right. It is almost too big. But, um, yeah, I'm doing this stuff now. Go ahead. So I had that very same experience playing, and I think a lot of people did because it was like the one town that was really out of the way, but in Breath of the Wild, um, what was the name of the, the island town that you could visit? Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, where I they take a, where they strip away all your stuff. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the island where they strip away all your stuff. There was an actual village that had like a mini game and a bunch of boats and oh, some fishermen yeah, yeah, yeah. style stuff. It's like stuff. on the very bottom right or something. Yeah, it like starts that. With, it starts with an village. L. It's not Laura Laurelin. Yeah. yeah, it's something yeah. like that. I mean, it's not. But, a, um, it's not an island. It's it's like on the well, shore. It's, an, but. it's a it's a coastal town. Yeah, I miss that too, though. I'm with you but, there. I miss that like yeah, for the I first like 10, that, 15 hours for sure. Yeah, I discovered that well into the game, and that and there was like a mini game, like a bowling mini game or something up in the snow. Those are like the two things that I discovered where I was like, "What? That's that's I I didn't know this existed." So I, I get your, you know, that that feeling. It's a good feeling, right? When you think yeah. you've seen everything there is to see in a game, and then all of a sudden something pops up, and you're like, "Look at." neat thing they <laughs> yeah no it's really cool i've i've uh um i i just don't know what to make of this game like i want to finish it and yeah. i don't want to finish it at the same time you know what i mean um because i want to get my life back like i want to be able to play like other games type of thing but um yeah i'm really enjoying it like i just really am i pretty much already That's know cool. what's going to happen at the end so it's not like there's any like spoilers or anything like the internet's already done that for me I already know that there's somebody in their underwear that's going to help me f fight the final, final boss if I need help because that's what the internet yes. does. That's um, how it works. <clears throat> yeah, there's this, uh, I can't remember his screen name, but he has, <clears throat> I think, beaten the final boss solo um, a thousand times. Um, he has a YouTube channel and he basically just helps other people fight the final boss and he'll be like, I'll, I think his name is like, I'll do this solo or something like that. And he just beats the final boss for you. I would hate, 
I would hate that. That would take so much well, of the joy out of it. Well, yes and no, because I, I'm to a point, like this last boss that I just beat, I was to a point where ready. I had beaten, I be, just getting wrecked, just getting wrecked. Yeah. So I just summoned like three people to help me, and I was like, cool, that mm -hmm. was easy. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you just need yeah. the help. I keep waiting to hear like one of these weeks when you're going to say, I did it. I beat the final boss. And it's like a splinter that I'm pulling out of my finger bit by <laughs> bit waiting. Like, it just never comes. Yeah, no, I, I'm telling you, this is going to be probably by this. I'll beat this by Christmas for sure. But like, I'll oh, be good. playing this. I'll Six playing more this. months. For a good six months, yeah. Like I mean, I tell uh, I tell you, it took me three years to beat Dark Souls. So like, you know, man. Um, but what's the other game I've been playing? Um, honestly, just my flipper. I've been playing a lot of uh, hacking things and scanning things, and um, uh, actually, I have some of my amiibo next to me because I've been trying to finish up scanning my amiibo connection. So. Here's my little guy. He's gonna he's gonna scan my little Yoshi, and then there it is. Now my Yoshi's on my is all scanned and everything. It's fun. It, I don't know. It's just I I like this thing. You can't get one it's if you want cool. it because it's sold out. Um, the the last of the Kickstarters I think just got it recently, so I think they're trying to like open it up for retail here soon. It's very sought after. I uh, I I'm having a good time, so I'm glad I was able to get one. But that's it. That's really all I've been playing. So I guess kind of short for me. Nice. Well, and kind of short for us then, because we are ready to get out of here. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. We will be back again next week with another uh, lovely, lovely podcast, lovely episode for you guys to listen to. Until then, take care, stay safe, and <laughs> adios. I've got my uh, uh, testing, green screen testing. thing on. One, there we two. go. Test, 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 test. There we go. Seems kind of, yeah, it's good. At speaking volume, it's good. Okay, I'm going to do like a boop, boop, boop again, Eugene, because, you know, snaps don't register right now. So. Okay, yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, then let's sync up in three, two, oh, one. A boom, boom, boom. All right, um... I imagine that's what Birdo sounds like. So, Birdo, where are you at? I don't know who you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely much more of a Birdo sound than mine. Yeah, didn't you go like boop, 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 boop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was actually going boop, boop, boop. You made the sound know, that imagine, Birdo makes when it's, it's out of I imagine, I imagine Birdo's got a very feminine sound. Anyway, I'm 23 seconds. Okay. Especially if you go by the Japanese commercial. I think we uh, all do. <laughs> Samba de was, Amigo, where you at? <laughs> I was 7.35. Amiga. <laughs> okay, 7.35. Bueno. Let me rename my track real quick.